This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County fan-created podcast, blog, YouTube live show and website. Find us at thescarfbagarawar.co.uk. For county fans, by county fans. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Scarf Bagara War uh, with me, Russ Johnson. No Nick Lee. Uh, Nick Lee's taking a break for a few weeks, but you just got me for this one. And this is the first of hopefully what's many, which is a transfer special. We've never done one of these before in our uh, coming up to eight years existence. So uh, feel yourself very, very lucky. Um, I'm delighted to be joined by Brendan from um, from Northampton Town. Um, we... It's all cobbler. What's it? What's your what's your uh, podcast called? I do a bit with Tom on what a load of cobblers. What a load of cobblers. That's it. Yeah, because there's another one, isn't it? Called uh, it's all cobblers to me. It's all cobblers to me. Yeah. Yeah. Are they your arch rivals, or do you get on with them? I, would, I wouldn't say rivals. I don't know. You'd have to ask Tom on that. I'm I'm quite uh, an amicable fan. I get on with everybody. I wanted to, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it it is, but it is. It, we're we're all pulling in the same direction. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, fair dues, fair dues. Um, so welcome to the Scarf Bagara War. We're going to talk about the Horsefall transfer and the seemingly social media waves that it's made. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an interesting one to chat about. So, can you just explain to us um, what what sort of a player have we got in Fraser Horsefall? Uh, a very, very good centre back uh, at League Two level, I have to say. Um, and it's been really interesting watching uh, some Cobblers fans who are always like very glass half empty, you know, and one minute it was doom and gloom that we might not keep horse for and, and blaming the club for uh, for not extending his contract in time and all this stuff. And then as soon as he was gone, it's, you know, good riddance. <laughs> it was never that good. John Guthrie's the better player anyway. But I think if you're, if you're honest, you know, I'm not too sore about it because Cobblers have a, a really good recent track history of um, producing decent centre backs, and, and we picked Horsfall out from from Macclesfield when we were in League One. He, he had a, a rocky start, and and he really developed this last year. And and we had Charlie Good, Aaron Pierre, Lloyd Jones, all quality centre backs before that that he was kind of replacing. So um, the the positive things I can say about him is he's brilliant in the air, threatening both boxes. 
Um, he does have a mistake in him, and, and, and that's been pointed out since he's gone, obviously. Um, but on the whole, a very, very good centre-back at League Two. And I think he was, you know, top of a lot of the charts for for how they kind of measure centre-backs last season. Um, so, yeah, you, you've got a player on your hands. And he was our captain as well. So, you know, big, big personality, um, a leader in the dressing room. Um, so, yeah, a good player on your hands. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, when it was announced, uh, Chaloner, our manager Dave Chaloner said that he was... Um, a ball playing defender, you know, good up, good with it at his feet. Would you, would you go along with that? I know you just said he's really good in the air. Yeah, I think. Do you know what? There was a lot of um, criticism of Keith Curl when we were in League One. I don't know how aware of Keith Curl soccer fans are, but I think like Sam Allardyce on on steroids. Like it was, at, <laughs> they call it curl ball. It's three at the back, um, so that you've got three centre back to the set pieces, and and you play four set pieces. And, and weirdly, I reckon Horsell played more with the ball then because he was asked to kind of get his head up, spray a pass. It didn't really it bypassed midfield a lot and, and it was at his feet um, to kind of find the forwards or, or find the wing backs. Um, he wasn't asked to do that under Brady. I think, you know, it was a lot of sideways passes, little ones into our playmakers for him, really. He wasn't asked to, to get on the ball and play. Um, that's not to say he can't do it, but I never... He never had a game for me where I thought, you know, we had uh, a ball playing centre back that you see in like, you know, the Premier League or or, or higher, uh, you know, international Champions League. You know, he, he can pass a ball, he can pick one out. But if if I had to pick, say, a weakness right now, it's probably his, um, you can pressure him on the ball. And the mistakes he did make last season were when he was closed down, when he was pushed onto his, um, uh, onto his weaker foot, he's a right-sided centre back. Um, he doesn't like, doesn't like that. Um, but then, I mean, for a centre-back, he's still relatively young. And if if he if he progresses as much as he did from our relegation season in League One to what he did last season, if he takes that jump again, you know, I think your manager's right. You've got a championship player in your hands. And if I'm, if I'm honest, you know, there's a lot been said on social media about why he's gone to Stockport and all the reasons around that. But I, I was very shocked he didn't go to a high level. I thought he was minimum League One and I thought he earned a shot at Championship really with how he played last season. He was, uh, bar those, uh, you know, odd uh, errors, which every player has in them, he, he was absolutely rock solid. Yeah, there's been a lot of reaction on social media that it was a, a bit of a sideways move, even even a downwards move. You know, a lot of people associate us with non-league, which is quite right. We've been a non-league team for 11 years. Um yeah, what's you know the reaction on Twitter is one thing, and we've I've seen a lot of that um, f- from all walks of life. It has to be said. Uh, what sort of reaction have you seen on the message boards, if any, or, or the more balanced fan? I would say. Yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, our message boards, our forums are not balanced at all. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, neither are To be fair. So. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's where you tend to find a lot of the uh, very negative fans, you know. And I, w- I wouldn't go there for any truth. I think, like you know, ev- everyone. Everyone likes to think they've got a mate who's who's in the know. ITK, um, my my least favorite acronym in the world, and and there's been I've seen all sorts of rumors about how much money is on and everything else. My personal thing, you know, there are clubs in the non-league right now that if you go by the size of a club on how much they get in on match day, which is a really stupid way to to measure what clubs are bigger than other others, but you know, Stockport. Um, Wrexham, even in the likes of League Two now, you've got Salford, you have Fleetwood before. They've got more money than than the rest of the, of the leagues, um, and and you pull in uh, an amount on match day that that enables that, even if the chairman isn't going to put his hand in their pocket. So it's not like how 
I felt like Salford or, or even to an extent Wrexham, although they're getting the fans in now, where they were just kind of splashing cash that they maybe didn't have and or, or only because their owners they had. I feel like it's a little bit more sustainable into Stockport. And a lot of the, my personal opinion, a lot of the people that said it's a sideways step, I think you could say that, but uh, Stockport is still an ambitious League Two side. It's not like he's gone to uh, a truly newly promoted side that are going to do well to stay up. Like mm. you, you, there are there are bookies putting you in the top five for promotion again. Do you know what I mean? And um, with the with the size crowds you get, with the pedigree, with the location of, of the club, uh, and there's no reason why you can't mount that. And we saw from from teams like Sutton last year, uh, who were in and around the playoffs and, and, and nearly did it. Um, and they would have been on a fraction of budget that Stockport have got. So, yeah, I there's the, you can you can look at it so many ways. I look at it as like he's moved closer to home, and I know from some of my friends in in the squad and around the squad that he was very close with his family, um, where he's originally from. He's, I think he's a Yorkshire lad, actually. Yeah, but um, think, yeah, yeah, he he wants to be back near his family. If you're going to pay someone more money to be back around their family, as still what is still an ambitious project, whatever you whatever you think about the size of the club or where they are in relation to Northampton, there's it, I I don't begrudge him it at all. And the only reason I'm so relaxed about it is because we've seen Charlie Good go, we've seen Aaron Pierre, Lloyd Jones, um, Turnbull. You know, we we've seen we've had a long list of of centre backs go. Not all of them have even made the step up or or made you know. Um, Charlie Good, where they got promoted at Brentford and now he's back down on loan and, and barely played at Sheffield United. So I'm like, at least he'll play. At least we'll get to see him. Like, you know, I wish him well with, with all of it, to be honest. And I'm already looking forward to who we bring in to replace him. You do yourself, you'd save yourself some money to just look whoever Colin Calderwood signs as a replacement for Horsfall. Just go in for him now because he'll be the next one who's like everyone wants in the next two years' time. So yeah, I don't begrudge him at all. Nice, nice. Yeah, you, you've got a lad called Dyche coming through, haven't you, I think? It was yeah. Sean Dyche's son. So yeah. I did see one Twitter post say, let's hope that Dyche two, two foots him or something. You know, just, <laughs> he's like, come on, calm down, calm yeah, down. Yeah, it's, it's football Twitter, isn't it? And I, I yeah, think yeah. Uh, a lot's been said about Max Dyche and, and Tom, obviously, uh, the, 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 uh, the other member of um, What a Load of Cobblers. He's very passionate about him coming through and he wants to see a player pathway for our youth. I think if... Um, you know, the last time we got relegated from League One before this, a player that we nearly lost this summer, and I'm very grateful that we signed, uh, re-signed Sean McWilliams. But getting relegated was the making of him because it meant he could come in and as an academy youth product and just play all the games. And our midfield is left, and it was just him. I think with where we are as a bigger, bigger, bigger picture project, I don't know if we've got a season where we can just put Max Dyson and hope um, and expect him to play 40 games like like Horsfall. He's young, raw, pretty good, but I, I don't know. I don't see him as the natural heir to Horsfall. Asking someone, you know, a kid who played once or twice our season bar alone in, in the conference to come in and fill the boots of someone that has just gone, you know, captain the side and gone to Stockport for all that money, I, I think it's a, a stretch too far. But, um, you know, they, they've already said they're going to recruit someone. We need some depth for the position, whoever takes tries to fill Horsfall's boots. So we'll see. I listened to I, I did listen to the last your last uh, podcast of last season and you know you sounded pretty upbeat before that before the last game of the season I don't want to drag all that up for you but it's quite interesting to think that had you have gone up this deal might not have gone through because you would be a League One team now potentially yeah and and, uh, and that was my um, my defence of the club when a lot of our like, more negative fans said 
you know, what, what were we doing not tying down these players earlier? I think people have this kind of whimsical idea of what their League Two club is because we love it. You know, as much as I love it, none of these players grow up dreaming of playing for Northampton Town and and you need to be in the strongest position possible to negotiate. And a lot of those, the, the really, the bargaining power is in the, in the hands of the players when they're going into a situation like that. It's like, we get promoted, cool, I, I might stick around. Or, or maybe there's another zero on the offer that I get. Um, or if not, then I leave and, and we have to rebuild again. So, yeah, it was annoying. It, it was a fantastic season by three games, you know. And, and the last game of the season, we did what we needed to do. We won mm. We won three, one, you know, that. That on any other situation, I think it. What's also been uh, popping off in my mentions since uh, Horsfall went is there was a tweet about how annoying it was, obviously how gutting it was to miss out on promotion that on the final day like that. And Bristol Rovers seem to have like, I don't know that they, they, you know, I think they're really taking joy in it. I, w- I have to say, Northampton fans are not in any way annoyed at Bristol Rovers. <laughs> you know, in, the the annoyance all falls on Scumfort where we felt they kind of laid down and accepted. Yeah in the manner that it happened um, you know and, and fair play to, to Bristol they've got a lot of fans as well big big club uh, uh, manager with some pedigree um, you know they'll be a force we reckon within League One but if it wasn't for that it would be Northampton in uh, there but it, it was mistakes from from Borsal actually against Bristol Rovers at home where we where we lost the game and uh, and if we'd have won that game we'd, we'd have got promoted so it, it kind of feels weird, all this kind of coming out at the same time with Horsfall going. And that's been the one the one other thing for the more negative fans to say is, you know, that it was big mistakes in, in pivotal games like that that cost us. And they did sadly come from Horsfall. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm just happy to be talking about Northampton, Bristol Rovers <laughs> and, and League One and League Two because, you know, having played Colwyn Bay and Rush All Olympic <laughs> and qualifying yeah. for the FA Cup and being in the FA Trophy, this is great for me. Uh, it's so cathartic. <laughs> yeah, I, I always say when, because uh, I do a lot of ground hopping, I go to like um, a lot of non-league games. I actually live in London and travel back to all the Cobbers games, but I get to all non-league around here and all over the country, really. And, you know, it's 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 really grounding. You, you go in like, I, I always end up at Hendon up the road for me in Camden. Mm. And, and, you know, you talk about players and budgets even in conference teams that they couldn't dream of. Do you know what I mean? And the grass is always greener. And you chat to a Stockport fan, like you said, and you and you think it's amazing to be talking about these. Like, you know, and there's Northampton fans that are not that grateful for it. I remember when we were in League One, we did a podcast with the Sunderland lads, the Roker podcast. Yeah. And they were saying, uh, you know, Charlie White doesn't deserve to pull on a Sunderland shirt and everything like this. And I was like, he scored like 15, 20 goals in League One. Like, I would literally... Uh, like a cut off an arm to have Charlie White and the Codler Do you know what I mean? And you're in the same league. So, uh, it's in my my bit of advice for like whether you're Bristol, Cobblers, Stockport, whoever you are, however bad it is, you know, it was the thing that got me up off the floor after the last day when um, Scumfort did roll over was, it, you know, it could always be worse. It was only five, six years ago, Northampton were fighting for our lives to even exist, you know, and, and yeah. public donations to keep the club going and, and then now the owners that stepped in and saved us at the last minute then, you know, nobody's massive fans of them and says that everything's going downhill. So the grass is always greener, and, and but it can always be worse. So that's what I'm saying with this with this horseful thing, you know, he's gone, but I'm sure we'll recruit well. Um, and it'll be good to see him back at Sixfield. So hopefully he doesn't have too good a game. But yeah, you've got to yeah. look at these things positively. Otherwise, what's the point, point of being a football fan? That is, do you know what? That's a very good sentiment um, and a good one to finish on. So, 
Brendan, thank you so much for coming on to our show uh, and giving us a bit of a, an insight into Fraser Horsefall. Um, I've already arranged it with Tom. Um, when we play each other, I'll come on. I'll come on your podcast, and hopefully you 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 can come back on ours, and we'll have a a bit of a longer chat about the game that's about to uh, to, about to happen. Perfectly. Uh, I hope we will be uh, digesting some some cobbler's goals. And when we get up to Stockport this season, I've not been before, so you'll have to get me the round on uh, as as a favour back for for Horsfall. Yeah, definitely. All right. Nice cheers. Cheers, Brendan. Thanks, See you later. Cheers, mate. Bye. This is the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County fan-created podcast, blog, YouTube live show and website. Find us at thescarfbagarawar.co.uk. For county fans, by county fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 